<laughs> I don't know. I could definitely stop myself on some things, and yet I don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure say, at yeah. one point it crosses from being your problem to being my problem. <laughs> Listen, nobody stops themselves when this runs into it. It just happens. Yeah, but like everyone's so- sad after. It's a whole thing. <laughs> your Venn diagram is kind of just a circle at this point, though. <laughs> we do like the kiss a bunch. <laughs> Sorry, that's more of an embrace because like a Venn diagram normally is just two circles kissing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, like, Venn Diagram's kissing, but Vore. Oh, that's not much Vore into that. <laughs> so there's two things in, in my Sunday D&D group that, despite none of us discussing these things up front, talking about it regularly, or it ever being a topic, two things have come up all the time historically, and we always note it because it's so strange, and it's Vore and... Um, Refractory periods. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> because somebody will say something like, oh, are you ready? Or something like this. Or, oh, oh, we'll take a 15-minute break. Is, you know, is that good for everybody? And I'll say, well, you know, yes, if I have some orange juice. Like, <laughs> it's it, there's jokes to be made. But they keep coming up in character and out of character. And always by different players. Huh. All the time. Vores come up a lot more recently because we have access to Polymorph for a T-Rex. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's... Hold on. <laughs> yeah. First, uh, the, the logic of, like, there being fossilized creatures in this, like, fantasy world to me is just, ba- is just baffling and hilarious. Because, like, dinosaurs are kind of a modern... Mm-hmm. history sort of thing. Like, we, although it's millions of years ago, we didn't find them until, like, not too long ago, really. Also, like, this is, like, a weird magic world. Why do they also have dinosaurs? Why do they also have dinosaurs? But I guess, fuck it. It's magic. You can have anything you want. King Arthur had Transformers. <laughs> this is also Don't the type of setting in which you can rip open portals to other dimensions, and sometimes those dimensions are just filled with water. Yeah. And, like... There are krakens in that water, so dinosaurs could just pass through any specific portal that some dumbass open. Yeah, very okay. unfortunate for a paladin to fall in at some point. Or yeah, well, to be fair, it was the paladin's fault that she decided instead of going against the current constantly that was described uh, by whatever entity is describing the room to them, mm-hmm. uh, decided to fistfight a shark. Yeah. Um. So really. I would have just taken the attack of opportunity because she had a fuck ton of health and AC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with that that person specifically. It happens. Sometimes you're just tired of playing a character and you drown them. I suppose. <laughs> Although, now we have like the ultimate plot where we just need to lose like one more person and we can tie a story about how we need to get Mop, uh, Mop's crystal head uh, need to take a soul out so we can use it as a catalyst to open the water plane. Um, and then the third aforementioned party can just pop up and be like, I'm gonna help! And like, where were you? And I'm like, oh, here's your circumstances in which I disappeared. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. kidnap one of you again. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good arc. Honestly, yeah, the Dakota and me were discussing, like, just role-playing in general and how uh, we think the current games are going. Mm-hmm. And although it's been slightly a bloodbath, uh, we do, <laughs> we do really... Right. Enjoy- Fucking slightly? Hello, my last name is Mr. Bath over here. It sucks. <laughs> oh my god, you've got... You've, you've been grinded down. 
I have, and it's not even all my fault. It's not like I do something wrong. Sometimes your null just gets crit four times. <laughs> no, sorry, sometimes your null bleeds out because nobody checked on him and he was unlucky. I'm just, I um, think I'm just far too honest some, stuff of a DM, though. Sometimes I just have really, really good runs, and sometimes I just have really terrible luck. And there's a lot of points where, like, character, like, game-wise, you're like, oh, I know, like, I don't like using the gamification of things, like, mm-hmm. we know you're down, we know you're yeah. bleeding out. But, like, payloads over here are very encompassed by this thing. Well, and that's the thing. is like, that happens. Is the thing. And, like, oh, it wasn't like, uh, we were, like, these big long-term friends. <laughs> is the thing. is like, you're like, yeah, here's, like, this guy. <laughs> okay, cool. It's this weirdo. And, yeah, I'm busy with something. Like, he's down. Someone will check on him. There's responsible people here. He came with somebody, I think. <laughs> I can't remember how I got there. But, like, that's the thing. And, like. I'm not upset that nobody checked me. I was laughing the whole time because I'm like, it's just such a perfect moment of... Why are you whispering at me? (laughs) It's such a perfect moment of things happening as they should to these characters without the players interfering in it. Yeah. And often that happens most at times when somebody dies. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely all in on the character work. Mm-hmm. Fucking mobile. <laughs> We're really good at role playing and just getting into situations in which uh, it makes for a little bit of an interesting story, especially where I'm the head trying to make up everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a stream of consciousness type of DM style, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we have fun with them. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, it helps that we all roll with the punches incredibly well. Yeah. Some literally do usually, punch very well. Usually, they <laughs> roll with the punches really well. Some of us are known to be volatile. <laughs> but yeah, uh, me and Dakota were discussing <laughs> that our probably our favorite arc um, was the whole crown sworn like box glove thing. That was a fun arc. Yeah, that's what made that a real campaign to me, <laughs> and not just a series of unfortunate odd jobs. Yeah. Well, I uh, originally wanted to take a break because we had a string of absences and we wanted to do Emerald Spire. And, well, we, I say we want to do Emerald Spire. I wanted to do like a consistent, here's something that we could always do. Um, and then the characters that ended up in that dungeon that we could always do, that we had a place to go take <laughs> quests and communicate. We all said, we just did not do any anything that I expected you to do, or I gave you the option many times to be like, you can go back up. Yeah, it was, it was probably back. meant to be like an expedition. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to go back up, you're supposed to get quests, and then you're supposed to pass in those quests. And yeah, that's why like, the teleporters are, so you can get back down and carry on. Yeah, every floor had a teleporter, whether or not it was on that specific floor was up to you to go find out. Mm-hmm. But, like, the only actual explicit information that people give you is if you explored Fort Inevitable, which no one did. Mm-hmm. Or you spoke to the demon halfway through the dungeon. Not even halfway through. I'd say a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. And she pays you to go give her all of those teleport things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did talk to her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I don't think anyone really understood what... Every time you saw the fucking gigantic pillar of glowing emerald, that like, yeah, here's a relic. And I realize, oh, no one in the party at the current moment in time actually cares about magic items at all. <laughs> so like, this was the... Cur- yeah, absolute- we didn't send the right team in there. <laughs> no. Wubble found a floaty stone. He was very enamored by that. And then he could read everything. Yeah. yeah. Mostly he could bat it around. God damn it. Why did you have to come in here? 
He's itchy. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, you brought <laughs> Bumble. I, I, I made rolled a new, Bumble. Yeah. I was like, yeah, who am I going to bring on this? And then Dakota's like, you should play Bumble. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Let me just roll the dice, because I have five or six characters. Roll, lands on Wumple. Like, all right, fuck it. We're bringing Wumple. Um, and yeah, that proved to be a horrible mistake for everybody involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, uh, didn't eat people. Yeah. Like, Wumple, Wumple, Wumple stayed to himself. I like Wumple. as far as, like, this is a party of adventurers going into the zone, that's a liability. <laughs> it is. And, like, I made my rat. The weird druid rack because I just wanted to play with the druid for a little bit and see how it was in Pathfinder. And I didn't realize that this was a long-term thing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah, neither did I, because, like, Wumple's the one-off boy. But it didn't matter because she died in the second session. So. Yeah, there And then I made another, like... Actually, no. It turned out to be a gag character, but I rolled for it. I rolled my race, and I rolled my class, and ended up on Noel Rogue, and... <laughs> That was fun. That's, that, that, was a, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I actually really like that character. <laughs> I, uh, if I ever play, like, a lycanthrope character, or, like, as or either as a blood hunter or, like, a shifter, yeah. uh, the magic style shifter you can play in uh, D&D through the yeah. plane shift, and you can either be long tooth or claw or whatever, and you get yeah. features of those animals. That was actually my first D&D character was a shifter. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I like them. Um... But, like, do somebody like that, but just have it be, like, hyeny. So that... <laughs> hyeny. So that I can just do that again. Because it was fun. It, it was, was a good, good character. It was good. Now, I'm very stoked to play a Draco Malfoy turned up to 11. It, that'll be good. It'll be, it's going to be fun. That'll be just as fun for you as me playing my very repressed half-elf duelist. <laughs> she, she was half-elf born to a human family of a minor noble, and uh, what hung out more with the guards than the other kids because racism, yeah, <laughs> and thus was like kind of a tomboy, but also went out on jobs with the guards and like traveled with the soldiers because her quote unquote mother didn't care, which meant she spent more time in bars and brothels than anything else, yeah, and just got enamored with all of that, but was so shy and repressed on the inside that it came out real funny and the group caught on to that long before I did <laughs> so it was fun to play and then our pirate who was just female gambit uh, I like it but I'm biased because I like gambit yeah she like they made an archetype for fighter to like play, play cards yeah. Uh, but yeah then she seduced me so I guess I wasn't repressed after that <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a bad con save when we were drinking Oh, God. <laughs> she's like, yep, yeah, come with me. I'm like, yeah, she's going. <laughs> she's drunk. Makes sense. But yeah, uh, uh, in summary, Emerald Spire was a mistake. <laughs> I went to do a haunted house because, like, um, I'm, I just wanted to get back into the swing of, like, actual actual characters again. And that was a fucking mess. First of oh, all, I have no idea why you guys, and again... This probably might be a little bit of my fault contextually, but also completely your guys' fault. One. Try to spend the night there? Why did you try to spend the night there? Because uh, if you spend the night, if you survive the night, you get $10 million. Yay. Two. <laughs> even though we started effectively a riot uh, against the lower class. Okay. Well, that was fun. It was fun, but we still didn't go to the place that promised a reward. 
and we're gonna enter into that town again. We're just actually no, we're just gonna fucking retcon the storyline and that yeah, something happened up in fucking Queso's country. <laughs> <laughs> she visited home and got more traumatized than she wanted to be. Emily, Emily and me were discussing the character, considering that she's seen some shit. She's seen uh, monstrosities eat people. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna miss the rat load though. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> I'm gonna miss the rat, dude. Yeah, my my two first D, like my two real first D and D characters for like these editions, Grok and Pearl. Yep, both died awful deaths, bleeding out. Uh huh. I mean, we could still go. <laughs> play at that city it's just i don't know well okay all right there's actually a storyline we could do we could just unhaunt the house really <laughs> excuse me yeah no you can call a weird italian plumber <laughs> maybe well, can you just get his more charismatic brother so it gets done faster yeah he gets stuck in a painting whenever he shows up to me uh, oh there's a lot in that yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, fair yeah. A lot of paintings there. I don't know. There's yeah. some character slots open. Um, we could just go play up in uh, pretend Japanese land for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see a province. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, technically everyone was on vacation, and then someone died, and it got real heavy. It did. Yeah. <laughs> did it? No, actually. I'm pretty sure we're still lighthearted about the entire ordeal. Well, I'm the one who died, so... Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like after your death, Payload would probably be a lot more focused, being like, oh, wait. <laughs> There's still a ghost as well. You know? I liked this one. Yeah, like, that was an actual friend. All right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, like, we, we, we tied on, like, a week-long bender <laughs> of uh, having a bad time after rain. Yeah. Yeah, That because the guy came in with his fancy cloak, and we kept trying to get his cloak. Yeah. So, regardless, we, we there's... There's a lot of storylines we can do. Um, we could bring back the Crown Sworn, which honestly is not a bad move, considering that's kind of unresolved still. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> name things that have been resolved. Yeah. <laughs> things end in fire sometimes. Snake Lady's still out there. Uh, how how hard do you think they're going to try to get Foxglut out of jail? Mm. Like, not, she wasn't even, like, that much of a big bad. She was just kind of big bad's accomplice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to come in as. Because I've got, the, well, I've got three characters I did up in Path Builder, but I only have like two personalities attached. <laughs> yeah. Well, if so. you That's want, hard. if you want to do it like thematic and fit the adventure currently, we're in either surprise Japanese land <laughs> in which you have a haunted house that you could potentially unhaunt, depending on how you feel about well, it. Well, it's funny you say that mm -hmm. because you remember one of the characters I described as. Uh, Definitely not Jetstream Sam. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be Jetstream Sam, but with a cowboy accent. So. Oh, very good. Or we can go back and go hunt some criminals a little bit. You know Ooh. what? Either way, I think I'm coming in as my half-orc samurai. Oh, very good. It'll be a good time. Oh, also, third option. We could go try to find Snake Lady, I guess. Just Ooh. actually hunt her down ourselves. Well, it's either that or, like, the, the variant I mentioned about winter. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, I really, I, I, really up to you. Um, I can improv. Uh, I feel like one of my strong suits, I can just roll. We, we, we tend to roll with punches and, like, just weird situations in general. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and I can absolutely flavor even, like, the weird winter thing as, yeah, like, I'm in Moontown. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. We have... 
we still have a storyline, I guess, to pull through if you really wanted to conclude that. And we're we're getting to a higher level on which more and more weird shit can just happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, weird shit still has happened. Level two, I think, we fought horse-sized wasps. That was Ooh. a thing. That was an unfortunate, uncomfortable that, thing, and I hated it. Actually, yeah, that, that was bad. That introduction that was... up there with I'm very proud of that, because everyone reacted the exact, like, the exact <laughs> way I wanted them to. <laughs> Probably when you first read that, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then throw this at them, and they're like, oh. And then we had temporary party member who was a witch who I think either charmed one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's exactly what happened, and we're all very proud of her, and um, never <laughs> first time back. first time playing, never came back. Yeah. Not for uh, our reasons, It's she was, she's very busy. Mm-hmm. Bless. Wow, you're very interested in that, uh, that coffee there. You okay, cat? the first time the cat's actually been here for the podcast and he's just he's it's, just enamored it's not a podcast <laughs> it's not a podcast without a cat was that a fucking did you actually are you <laughs> I, that, um, you fucking put me on mate <laughs> the two ends of my sentence is met in the middle fucking it's not a podcast without a cat was what I was going to say like a, you're like and a then walking, I said it's not a podcast but clearly it is because he's here your brain is like a fused digit it's bad <laughs> <laughs> brain's bad brain <laughs> brain bad fix please <laughs> Get good brain. Good one, good brain. Uh, yeah, the magic stuff, I guess. You mentioned yeah. that, because um, I can keep that short and sweet. Uh, Friday, Beard and I went out to go play Practice Magic, and yeah. I brought a couple cards and played the deck and went to 2-2, and I was very sad. And then after I dropped you off and I got home, it was snowy and terrible, and I hated it. Um, I sent a message to local awesome judge John, and was like, hey, you're judging tomorrow, right? You're not playing your deck? Let me borrow it. Mm-hmm. Never played the deck before. Yeah, like, fuck it. try something new and ran with it. Yep, I went five two and I won hundred bucks. Hey, so hey, look at that. And the game I lost to Mono Red Prison, I should not have lost, but he went. He had the triple rabble master. You don't beat a triple rabble master. No, that's a lot of rabble. There's a lot of rabble masters. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Well, one of them can kill you. Two of them, it's almost guaranteed. Three, you can't even deal with. It yeah, three sucks. is getting slapped in the scrotum. It was it was just enough to be like, well, this is just not an okay day. Actually, skill one the ten. How bad of a beat was that? Was that like turn one rabble, turn two rabble, turn three? You bet your ass, there's a rabble. <laughs> it was he has one land um, of ritual and a rabble and a blood moon and a spyglass, oh, and that's... I had like double Oko in hand, and I could handle the rabble master even if he like land. Like, play another land, turn two, ritual into it. Like, so if you turn two route mastered, I could still untap, slam, oko, turn it into an elk, and then we're fine. Yeah. Um, so I took the spyglass when I thought seized him. Should have taken the route master, just sucked it up, and just. Nope. Sometimes nope. it'd just be like that. I mean, even if I got rid of that one route master, there were two more behind it. Yeah. Yeah. What and a, I couldn't oko that. What a card that <laughs> fucking oko guy is. Yeah. So, I've not actually played oko until yesterday. Like, I've played against Oko a couple of times, but I've played decks that were just kind of inconsequential to Oko's. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Oko, like, Elk, my Brineborn that has six counters on it? You've just now made him a 9-9 instead of an 8-7. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, whenever I played against Oko, I just didn't care. So I've never played proper Oko. Now, have you ever seen this card, Zach? No. It is a three-mana walker. One blue-green. It comes out with four loyalty on it. So okay. already that's pretty good for a three-mana walker. Its abilities are plus two, make a food. So it's it comes down for four loyalty and pumps up to six. Okay. Uh, and the food is pay two, sack it, gain three life. Okay. 
Um, plus one. I heard food bit first, and I was very confused. Make a food. Yes, there we go. Um, the other one is turn an artifact or creature, in, like it's a plus one, into a 3-3 three, three elk. Okay. So he can come down and make a body, or he can turn your opponent's bodies into 3-3 three, three elks. So if you have a very efficient creature, that's not just an elk. Mm-hmm. And his last one is like a minus five or something like that, and exchange two things with like CMC two or three or less or something like that. Yeah. We never use that. You... It's just absurd how it doesn't sound broken, right? You make a, you make an artifact, you can turn it into an elk, or you can turn other things into an elk, and those are the most broken modes in the fucking game right now. Yeah. It is seventy percent of the standard meta, and in modern, it's just a fucking house. I ended up at one point. Um, the deck I use runs a lot of artifacts, and I play a card called Urza. He puts an artifact on the field. You can tap artifacts with blue mana, but the artifact that was on the field has the power and toughness of all artifacts on your field. Okay. So it's usually pretty goddamn strong by the time you put them off. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up losing a lot of my artifacts due to multiple Shatterstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a 2-2, and I just went, oh, sick, Oko, turn it into a 3-3, swing lethal. Because <laughs> it was just better to... Just, elk. Yeah, yeah, make it into an elk. It's... Oko uh, was very comparable to power level to, I think, Torch of Defiance when she was in standard. Mm, that thing but, was a house. But... And it comes the, down turn earlier. Yeah, Two turns the, earlier. the thing is, if you want to remove anything, you have to put her down to one when you cast her, or you need to minus, like, three or four her. I can't remember mm. which one it is. Actually, I think it's minus three, because she comes down with four loyalty. Yeah. yeah. So, like, one. a lot of people have a problem that Oko's uh, one removal ability, because it is removal, yeah. uh, is a plus. And it's not even, like, a... like. It, it's not even the fact that it's it's a plus and it turns thing into a three three like it's essentially a beast within. Yeah. It's the problem that a it, it is a beast within and also he gets stronger when you use it. Yeah. Uh, also, if you really wanted to, you can say you have more creatures than I do. Surprise! I have a three three elk that's probably bigger than your creatures. Yeah. Um, There's like he makes his own protection with a three three elk in your own stuff, or just turns their stuff into useless crap. Comparatively, again to Torch of Defiance, she had a mode that essentially made her quote unquote cheaper. Like she can just add two mana. Yep. Or she can exile the top, and that's part of your hand now. Um, or she can like she does a lot of stuff. Torch of Defiance does very strong. It's just you have to work for it. Oko is a I'm gonna play him. You turn one goose, you turn two Oko. Yeah. It, it, even Tefiri isn't that good. Tefiri draws you a card, gives you value, untaps your two lands. The turn you play it, he's very, very vulnerable because you have two land if you want to play him on curve. Yeah. Um, but the style of deck he's in in modern makes him really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, Oko is just good on its own. Oko is broken. <laughs> like, Tefiri, if you play Tefiri in any other deck besides a I'm going to wait for you to try to play things and I'm going to respond to it deck, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, draw a card, untap two mana, sick. Are you playing a burn deck? Not that great, because you have two mana to work with. You must as well spend five mana to cast spells. Um, oh, no, I'm going to wait and counter all your shit. But Oko is just, yeah, I can put him on a burn deck. He makes my uh, makes my fucking Eidolons a 3-3, and I don't take damage. <laughs> so, I played against uh, Devoted Druid Combo. Yeah. Um, beat him game one. Game two, he just had the nut. And game three, I would turn one goose. Um, goose ETPs makes a food. Yep. You can sack a food to gain a mana. Yeah. Um, turn two, play Oko. Because he went Horizon Canopy, Hierarch. I'm like, huh, how do I bolt the bird? You turn it into an elk. So I turned it into an elk, and he untapped, and he didn't play another land. I was like, that was the best fucking move I've ever done. You now have no mana to play your Devoted Druid or your Vizier. You cannot make infinite mana now. You can't play your deck. 
I'm going to turn my bird into an elk now to block your elk. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just going to go off. Like, it was fucking stupid. I just went bird oko like it was standard in one. Oh, man. Modern problems require modern solutions. It's just standard solutions, apparently. It's just terrible. Elks. Yeah. Elks all over the fucking place. People are raving for a ban, and it's it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, yeah, like, Field of the Dead was also pretty bad, but fuck is Oko horrendous. I think it's just whoever's on the R&D team, and I don't think it's the last... 2019, they fell asleep! <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's playtesting. I'm fairly certain they playtested Oko and was really tame. I don't think the people in R&D are actually playing like any reasonable person would. No. Um, Especially where, like, Seaheely and Cat combo was a thing. I'm pretty sure they did... I don't did... know how they missed that. I'm pretty sure they wanted it to be a combo, and then they realized, wow, we actually have absolutely no removal for tokens. Mm-hmm. Like, if they reprinted fucking Ratchet Bomb... Actually, no, it was an exact copy, so I had the CMC. Yeah. Ah, never mind, scratch that. But regardless, it was still obnoxious. Like, mm-hmm. all they really needed was a shrivel-type effect, and now you have zero three cats. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah. That was, uh... I mean, like, Jace Architect of Thought, I guess, is the one that's like, attack creatures get minus one, minus oh. Yeah. It's like, perfect. That's that's the perfect counter to it. But he's not playable. Yeah. I mean, you could also... I don't know. It's It's... I feel as though, and I think Pioneer's going to have this problem as well, uh, Standard doesn't have any hoses, so things like that go rampant and never stop. Yeah. Like, uh, Modern, you see a lot of really, really shitty, feel-bad, played-against-you combos, and um, you have an answer to it. Everyone has an answer to it, and usually the answer is very reasonable. Like, uh, the argument that Oko can be answered in Standard right now just by having the exact right card you need is really bad, considering you need that exact card at all times, because yep. you your opponent will have four copies of the fucking win instantly deck right. or card. Um, where in modern, you can just be like, sick, my game plan is play this one thing so I'm safe, and then I'm going to play all these other things. And then modern is effectively just, oh, I have hoses for your hoses, so we might as well not play any hoses or things that need to be hosed. And then we're just going to play semi-fair magic, because if you have a hose, I die. Yep. <laughs> like, how many people run basics specifically because of Blood Moon? It's and then I see a lot of people just be like, sick, I'm not going to run basics because no one runs Blood Moon. Yeah. And then they instantly, lo- instantly lose. Hey. I've had one guy playing Living End, and I played a Chalice of the Void on Zero, and he was like, well, I lose. <laughs> like, no, no answers to anything. Like, those decks, I think, are just slightly obsolete. The first guy I played against, um, I... Fetched out Breeding Pool, got a ghost, and then, like, he did something, I did something else. He just windmill slammed Blood Moon as if he got me. I was like, oh, that's neat. Uh, basic, uh, like, snow-covered island, tap, make an astrolabe. All right, cool, now I have access to every mana that I need now. He's like, fuck. I don't know how astrolabe also got into print. Card's busted. Uh, it, do you want a better prophetic prism? All it needs to do <laughs> is not draw you a card on ETP, or... Uh, have, you have to pay, well, not even snow mana would actually help, because snow mana is just, you have to pay snow mana to play it. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a, it's a busted-ass card. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple. It's a busted-ass card. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Modern's in a weird place right now, where even I'm like, all I need to have is a sack effect. It just can't stay there for too long. It's true. Or, like, it draws when you sack. 
Yeah, Actually, it was like a if it, if it was a uh, if it was just a filter land, but you had the option to pay one and sack it to draw a card, that would be a lot better than it currently is because it's all it is is oh sick, I'm effectively playing this for free. Yep. <laughs> and then after you play it, and you're all right. You just turn it into an elk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those like I'm playing a fifty six card deck type of cards. Yep. Like, could you imagine if Metamorphos was in the same standard? <laughs> that's uh, yeah, it's bad bad game design. Bad game design. That magic's the bad game. <laughs> misses it every it's, now and then. Oh yeah, they miss this entire year. Fields of the Dead, Oko. Um, what else got banned this year? What did get banned all this year? Uh, Hogak. 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 <laughs> um, something else in. Uh, was it Popper? That oh, Ash Lake did get banned in Popper. Yeah, finally, um, because I yeah. there there's no deck that didn't have Astrolabe, and you could bounce them for free. Yep. Yeah. So like, I'm just trying to think of like this this entire year was just bad design. Bad design. Hey man, I'm sticking with my eternal. I'm going to play Blood Moons and Chalice of the Voids, and please stop me. Please yeah. stop me. I mean, that gets there sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. How are you? <laughs> Doing alright. Yeah. It's an uh, interesting exercise in the vernacular of magic. Yeah. There's right. a lot of weird words yeah. that happen, and I'm like, I know why they happen. I just don't know, in this instance, how that why was. Yeah. And well, so, like, I'm just like, oh, neat. Once Upon a Time is also, I think, a really busted card. It's it's a one in a green instant. Look at the top five. Put a land or creature in your hand. But if it's the first spell you cast, you cast it for free. Yeah. And it's its speed. So it's on their turn, and you're like, all right, this is now any creature I needed. Yeah. Like, if it's a, if you're a combo deck and you need a combo creature, boop, all right, turn them into that. Like, it's just... Maybe it's a symptom of uh, them needing... Because they, they, they're, they're away with block sets right now. So they release one story set, and they block. Or it ended one set. Hmm. So, like, maybe they're uh, discussing... Okay, so the power level of this set doesn't need to be spread out amongst two like two sets or three sets. We have a story in one contained set, so maybe we should just cut all of our like design decisions to make bad cards. Um or like lukewarm cards so that no one set is like completely dominant and just say, Alright, we're gonna have all of our good cards in one set and that's a that's a symptom of it. Is that Eldraine, if it was a two block set, we'd have maybe like uh, the Goose and then Oko in another set, so the power level was a little bit spread out, so yeah. no one had like the immediate problem. Um, but they decided, well, we have two really good cards, and we have one set to put them in, so we might as well put them in together as opposed to just like spreading them out so that no one really has like the susceptible problem to say, oh, yeah, this fucking is broken. Was Felidar Guardian <laughs> in the same set as... Uh, no, I think so he was the one after. See, that's that's that's... The reason why I'm thinking about that is because I'm fairly certain that's what they were thinking with that set of, oh, we have Sahili, so people are going to find reasons to go fight Sahili and, like, beat Sahili. And then, if that's a problem, we're going to have, like, answers to Sahili in the next set, but we're also going to have this card that's really good with Sahili. People would have figured it out. And then people just figured out that that's a broken combo instead and played that exclusively. <laughs> yep. It was a bad time. Yeah. Which is a shame, too, because, like, Catalyst was also Electrostatic Pummeler, and I fucking adore that stupid card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. I mean, Energy was also a bad design. Let's give you a resource that your opponent can't interact with at all. Mm -hmm. 
and it only generates you value for playing the cards you want to play anyway. Mm-hmm. And then it's completely anemic in the late game because you have the stored up energy, which means you can't get rid of anything off the field now because like it's just too strong. You mean yeah. like M? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, like. To be fair, I think now it's too late to print an emblem answer, especially where emblems, um, especially where emblems are just your payoff. Like, but at the same time, if you have a card and you're playing a control deck, your emblems just win you the game if you want to play that style of deck, and your opponent has no answer. Yeah, like um, like emblems are difficult. Energy was easy. Yeah, fucking the fir- a tomb with aether. You go find a land so it fixes your mana and you get energy. And then you play the Sabretooth right after that or something. That's a, he was a two-drop, right? Yeah, he was a two. He was a bear. <laughs> also gets you more, yeah, also gets you more energy. And you can pay energy to pump him up. And then you get uh, Electricity Crumbler. You, you pay energy. It doubles his power. So you put a bunch of fucking buffs on him. You turn him sideways. And then you just pay your energy. Pump, pump, pump. And you're dead. Yeah. Or like uh, Bristling Hydra. <laughs> you pay your energy. It gets hexproof and also gets stronger. And also gets a counter. Yeah. Like, it says there was no way to interact with energy. Like you could, as soon as Hydra hit the field, you couldn't deny that. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't really tax. Like you can tax lands, you can kill creatures, you can attack the hand, but you cannot attack a resource like that. Like you can't attack emblems. Like yeah. yeah. Well, I I suppose the argument for emblems is that you can attack the planeswalker and you can prevent that from happening. But yeah, like there's there's nothing you can do once the emblem is out. I guess I don't know. I I I did I did have a lot more of a problem with emblems before uh, I actually started playing modern again. And then um, you realize... And I realized it's not really that big of a deal. Nobody like, really runs emblems. Well, no one runs emblems in two... Um, if you're playing the game <clears throat> the way, I guess, Richard Garfield intended, <laughs> um, you definitely just fight the Planeswalkers or just kill the opponent. I, again, there's a lot more to complain about other than emblems. Mm-hmm. Um, not interactable. Like, I'm, I'm fine with the energy if energy wasn't as valuable as it was. Like... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think there's only like two playable emblems anyway, like Tefiri's and Chandra's. Yeah, Ch- hmm, Chandra's. Yeah, uh, well, Chandra's is a positive, and every turn, every turn you get, you take a damage, mm-hmm. and then every turn you get take her up, and you hit another emblem where you take a damage. Mm-hmm. So, boop, 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 and then all of a sudden you just yeah. waterfalling. The dra- drawback yeah. to that is that she's uh, six mana. Yeah. So you know, she's really just really good in a I'm going to get six mana instantly type of deck, which they print, did print a card for. Um, or a, I'm going to sit there and let you play your game, I'm going to play my game for a hot second, and just ignore your opponent. <laughs> Game's fun. Game is fun. Couldn't be. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm <clears throat> definitely in the mindset of Magic right now that the talking with people was more fun than playing the game at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah. Like, uh, before when we were getting to know people, and when there were some people that were just out to play the game, it was a lot of fun learning the game, etc. But right now, there's a good crew going on. Mostly. Well, mostly. Um, but the majority of that crew I do enjoy just, like, joking around with and discussing the game more so than actually playing it. Mm-hmm. Especially where, like, I'm very prone to being a salty boy. Yeah. What? <laughs> right. oh, Somebody in this room? Salty? <laughs> Ever? No. Never could have I'm pretty sure we're all just, like, condensed salt bars. Yeah, we just go down that row of elements. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, actually, we haven't had a podcast since I've had Slickle <laughs> Also a stroke. Yeah. My brain don't work good either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had bad brain for a while. Yeah, so two weeks Pain ago, brain. fucking, two, yeah, it was two weeks ago, because last week I was also out with migraine. But, uh, yeah, Sunday, Monday, migraine, 
fucking then Saturday, Sunday, migraine. So when Friday rolled around this week, or last week, I guess, I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to get a migraine Friday into Saturday where I need to, you know, go to a tournament and play cards and I'm not going to have to be, I'm not going to be able to do it. And luckily, I even walked out of there without a headache, which nice. is very rare because yeah. just going to magic gives me a headache. Yeah, FNM, I just can't. <laughs> Yes. handle afterwards. I'm just like, I need a good 30 minutes where I'm just in a dark room or something. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I left a room full of like 80 to 100 people perfectly fine. Good. Happy which to hear is it. very bizarre. I guess like nobody that I don't like in Magic showed up, so that was nice. That helps. Until like <laughs> much later when the event's already fired so they're not in the main event so I don't have to deal with them and ask them and be cordial like, oh, how yeah. you doing? Like, yeah, they're, they're all in Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was very thankful that happened. Um, I got some remarks on my Kenny Omega shirt. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. But yeah, one hundred bucks bought two Urzas, so now we're three out of four Urzas. I spent ten dollars total on them, so that's nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's sick. Mm. They're they're a hot commodity. I guess like most of the cards there were also on sale or something like that because uh, I think that's... they're like sixty sixty five on face to face, but yeah. I bought them for fifty five a piece. I mean, that's a very Good opportunity for you to pick up them, yeah. Pick yep. them up, rather. If I had the extra cash, I would have picked the last one and I'd be done with it, but... I'd be... Uh, I would have gone, uh, but A, I was especially sleepy that day. I mm. did not wake up until eternity happened. And this fucker woke me up three times that night, too. That yeah. did not help anything. <laughs> and uh, two, I've just... I, I've been out of the game for so long, I actually forgot how to pilot my deck, and also I'm pretty sure I was a version behind in Goblins. And yeah. also, I'm trying uh, a mostly Planeswalker strategy with Mono Red. Fair. Yeah. So, that, it was sketchy either way. I was either going to win off the merit of Blood Moon's a good card, or um, no one really knows what to do with Goblins. Well, it's great, because your first opponents are really bad at the game. Always. Yeah, 100%. My, I went 3-0, and then 3-2, and then won the last two on the back end, because I fell back into the pile of people who were not doing well. Um, the first guy was playing a weird deck that, like, you get you can cast spells for free, but, mm-hmm. like, uh, as foretold says, you can cast it for the CMC of how many counters are on this, and you get a counter every turn. So he played Crashing Footfalls. You get two 4-4 Rhino tokens. I'm like, that's neat. I have one of this one, like, it's a spell bomb, so it's an artifact for one, and you can pay, and it doesn't affect. This one is, bounce a creature to your hand. Well, tokens don't go back to your hand. So I just went, pop the Rhino. Activate this, cast from my graveyard. Pop the Rhino. He's like, ah, ha. Okay. <laughs> My rhinos! <laughs> yeah, his rhinos were gone. And he's like, alright, cool. I'm gonna make a greater Gargadon. I was like, sick. You spent seven turns with that on suspend, and now you finally sacked a couple lands to put it out as a 9-7 blocker. I word into a blocker, and then now I'm gonna bounce back to hand. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, local boy gets very annoyed. <laughs> very annoyed. I can't even remember what my second opponent was. You know how casting this thing uh, cost, like, permanently lowered the resources you needed in order to cast it a second time? Mm. <laughs> About that. His, Sorry! He, he was a peach, though, because the last bit, he's like, uh, he had, um, like, he had three Gargadon suspended and then played the other one, like, sacked to get the other one on the field, and I bounced and he's like, yeah, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he played them all, he had all four of them, and he suspended them all, so he's like, just because I can, my end, hand is now empty. Of greater Gargadons. Please kill me. It's not where I want them all. A weird phenomenon did happen, though. Because mm-hmm. they had the pairings incorrect on the site, so you had to refer to the pair- pairings. But I didn't know that until I sat down. So I sat down. Yeah. So the guy sits down in front of me. 
And then I was like, hey, how's it going? Are you Jordan? He's like, no, I'm Jacob. I was like, huh. Awkward. Well, I'll pack up my stuff, and uh, I guess I'll go read and see where I'm actually supposed to sit. Maybe I'll see you down the line. He was my second right opponent. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, neat. Did see you down the line. Yeah, hey, how's it going? It's one of those things. Yeah. 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 I wonder how 8-Wack will do in the current meta. Because a lot of people are playing slightly slower decks. Yeah, the, the format did slow down a smidge. <sighs> so that means I get to run Desperate Rituals and sacrifice my mountains. Oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's petting the cat. He, you, were, you were very affectionately petting that cat. I like cats. <laughs> I know you do. Um, so it's been, what, three weeks since we actually did a podcast at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were just making really fucking Canadian on me for a second, and I'm a little offended, you motherfucker. I thought we were just making noises. So I did my playtest for Pathfinder Second. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so for th- those familiar with Pathfinder, you you, you play it like normal D and D. It's fine. You you have an action. You can spend your whole turn to do shit. Sometimes, uh, otherwise, you can move and you can take swift actions and other stuff, and it's fine. But in Pathfinder 2, um, it's not even, like, they changed it. You get three things you can do a turn. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, so in 5e, you get to move, you get a bonus action and an action. You can, you can get it. No. You get just three actions, and they can be anything. So stride is you move up to your move speed. You cannot He's stop. If you, if you use half of your move speed, stop to take a different action and move on, you lose the rest. Okay. So you have to move again. So you move up to your move speed and direction, and base human speed is 25 now. All right. Um, so everything's a little slower. Uh, attack, or it's called strike, is you make an attack with one of your weapons, is one action. So you can, standing there, just make three attacks without moving or doing anything else. So you get a, So there's a standard multiple attack penalty, which is your first attack happens at whatever... Your second at minus five, and your third at minus ten. Mm-hmm. So the classes that get like two weapon fighting and stuff, um, they get feats, class feats, because that's how you build your character. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and it's like, oh, you make an attack with both of your weapons with uh, at the normal at whatever the appropriate um, ba- uh, like multi attack penalty is. For both. So it doesn't go one and then two. It's They both count on zero. Hmm. And you can do it again at minus five. And again at minus ten. And you also get like, <clears throat> penalties for dual wielding. That's in the rule set. But those are made better by feats you take. Okay. Because you get ancestry feats. Uh, which is every so often you get more racial features. Uh, you get class feats. Which is all of your class... You don't. You get some base class features, but less than normal, and you just get way more feats that are for the class. So you get a selection. You can fill up on all level one class features if you want, but as you get into like the late game, you get some wild ones. Um, so there's that. You get a reaction a turn, and it's free. Um, and like interacts, like draw a new weapon or reload your weapon or whatever is an action. Yeah. So. Some weapons don't require reload, like bows. You can just shoot. Um, but it's pretty neat. And then you also get general feats, which are just like, oh, I'm going to make this common skill better. Yeah. And then every so often, you get to up your stats because you start at 10 with everything. 
your class lets you up four things and then your race and heritage let you up another one or two. So you can have like plus 18, plus 16, plus 14 at level one. Jeez. Um, Strong. And you get health for your race and your class at level one. Pathfinder's always been like a, a feat ram game anyway. And that's how they've done it is now it's a build your own D&D character with less skeleton but you staple more pieces on as you go. Yeah. And it's they don't have skill ranks. You just have actions you can take based on how trained you are in a skill. Yeah. From untrained to trained, expert, and legendary. Um, so based off of... Uh, because 5e did this really well. Based off of a have-no-idea-what-I'm-doing role-playing perspective, mm-hmm. how easy would it be to build a character in Pathfinder 2 uh, in comparison to Pathfinder 1? Oh, God. I would say building a character in Pathfinder 2 is easier. At You can make a level 2 Pathfinder 2 character faster than you can make a level 1 D&D 5e character. Okay. Huh. And that's, that's fast. That's what I was wondering, because I'm fairly certain uh, in the current like current age of tabletop role-playing Pathfinder games, takes a while to make your character. Yeah, yeah, Pathfinder is, I'd say, one of the more, and based off of one of the more, like I, I'd say one of the more nerdy editions of D&D. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In that you can just fine-tune anything you <laughs> want. like 3.5 enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it takes, like, an encyclopedia to build your character now in Pathfinder, especially where there's just so much resource. And even in the base Pathfinder game, you have 3.5 effectively, so there's yeah. just way... There's just just it, so your base is a tapestry, right? Well, like, it's intimidating to look at a character sheet because you have your stats like D&D 5e, mm-hmm. and like, even if you just come from 5e to Pathfinder, it's, here's your stats, that's pretty good. There's base attack, bot- like, base attack bonus, I understand that, that's part of my like class table. Oh look at that! There's there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of slots for like gear and stuff, and then one half of the page is dedicated to a fucking encyclopedia of skills that are vaguely defined in their application. Yep. That you're supposed to tick box and know what those tick boxes mean and know how to rank up. Yeah. You know how perturbed I was when I was showed up and was like, "All right, guys, let's play some Pathfinder with my alchemist sheet." And I looked at other people's sheet and I was like, "Why don't you look like mine?" And, like, yeah, you just, just to get fucking different sheets based on the class sometimes. Because yep. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the sense. class-specific sheets are very useful. Yeah, you no. would not have bombs. I would. No, granted, I really enjoy the fact that everybody feels, at the very least, different, even though you're running off the same base thing, much like how uh, the actual D&D works. Like, you, mm-hmm. you run off the base as a system. But Pathfinder takes it a step ahead in that some people get points, some people get... Just like here's you're, you're you're effectively just rolling dice for your character. Some people get oh you uh, can do X thing like yeah. for example uh, the the amount of archetypes that you can do for a wizard is pretty good. And then you have the sub wizard classes that I like to call them and like witch and sorcerer and like whatever equivalent of warlock they have. That's witch. Yeah, witch. Um, in that oh you can definitely make a wizard with a familiar and you can cast spells through that familiar eventually, but you can just start off with that as a witch and then you can just like specialize further into that. It, it, I, th- I think, I just think the game feels a little bit good. Um, it's just not, you have to take a lot more effort for it to feel like the flavor you're thinking of as opposed to 5e where, oh, I want to be a druid, but I also want to be a druid of like mushrooms, and for example, they have an archetype for that. You can immediately jump into that. Or I want to be but a it druid. Might not, the archetype might fit the theme you wanted, but it might not fit 
the mechanics you envisioned going. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's that's yeah. Like I, I picture the difference being like you got you you pass fire and you get this big box. And it's got so many doors that you can just walk into, and all those doors are a different class. And although you kinda have like the same like a different sort of introductory thing, eventually when you get to the center of this like big old building, you can just you can just shop for anything. Like those are your perks, everybody kinda gets yeah. similar stuff. You can pull from anything, right? Yeah. But I find like five E is just definitely like you've got a hallway and sometimes they'll intersect with something else, yeah. but like chances are you're not really gonna see much else either. I guess there's for, some classes that's very true for. Yeah. And there's some classes where every archetype is a very different character. Yeah. Fighter, warlock, um, not so much the ranger. Fighter, warlock, rogue, and um, cleric. Based on the and even paladin. No, paladins are mostly samey. But and cleric, you can put two next to each other, and they can you can make them be the same, but they can be wildly different yeah. so many times. Like I forced the warlock to be a rogue. Yeah, and that's where it really <laughs> shines is you can do that, and they they have archetypes that let you do okay. stuff. But some of the other ones, like every paladin, regardless of the flavor and like the additions you're doing, is playing mostly the same. Yeah. And I find <laughs> that there's always been some classes like yeah. that. I like, feel as though if we want to take a really, really fucking dumb analogy to... Which you know we do. Absolutely. <laughs> I think 5e and the way things are currently going with tabletop RPGs to get people into it, 5e, I think, is more like a restaurant that you order food in, and that they choose your experience, but it's really up to you how you want to, like, dine. Because role-playing a character is completely different from playing, a, like, a class. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to play a fighter where I am big, tough, and hit stuff, but I also want to play the character as, like, oh, he's very he's very sensitive and likes to do a lot of social yeah. things. So even though my class is built for fucking shit up, and I'm not playing a bard or any social class. I want to. I want to play as like that type of character. Yeah. Um, and then let you do a bit of it. Yeah, and it's nice. And like, it's, it, you can customize your meal. It's just the chef will cook you up whatever. You're going to enjoy the meal. It's still delicious. It's cooking you something. And then I think Pathfinder and a lot of older editions tend to be like, oh, you're going grocery shopping and you're going to cook your meal yourself. It's still the exact same meal <laughs> in the end, but like. Yeah. It really depends on how much effort you want to put into it and how much I, like specialization you want I to put into it. I find that like while that is true with Pathfinder, um, you better make sure you put the right specialization in it. Yeah. Because if you fuck it up, um, congratulations, you now suck for the next fifteen levels. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah the, that's like, unfortunate. They have a mechanic <laughs> where you can retrain, but it's like you fucked up your character. Yeah. Whereas at least in five, you can't. Like, if you're a wizard and you pick the, like, dumbass spells early on, you're kind of stuck with them, but you still get new options in that. Yeah, and, like, every, like, arch, you, you probably already have a semi-semblance of what you want to do in mind, so your arch types aren't going to fuck you, because you can't yeah. fuck up picking an arch type, because yeah. you, you don't want those ones and those ones, because I want to be this guy. I ended up uh, putting myself <laughs> with my 5e character in a position where I was in an arch type, that as soon as I started unlocking the higher features with my warlock, um, I realized were not things he would ever do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, hmm, <coughs> I kind of messed that up. Like, yeah. he's, I should have saw it coming, but he's still developed to a point where this is no longer the thing. And I'm like, oh, that felt bad. And you can definitely do it, but I got myself into a pickle because yeah. I set myself dumb rules at the beginning. 
Well, again, all of this can be alleviated by like talking to the DM, but uh, yeah, you, yeah, there are a lot of traps and, in and Pathfinder. We fixed yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, Pathfinder was like I, I, I retrained <clears throat> Carl because I realized I built him in a way that I thought would be fun and cool and good long term, and realized that after level five, I would never be any okay. better at anything. You are the drop off boy. I was like, oh, okay, so I need to fix this so that he can scale. And yeah, I was, think that was meant to be like a dip. Yeah. Into Gunslayer, sort of, up yeah. to that point, right? I, I think I think that was the correct move, but I mean, I definitely am also an advocate of playing less optimal characters, but uh, a lot of the time, for example, Ross, Me too. it doesn't <laughs> like you don't need to be optimal, but Pathfinder, you, you're, if you're not, you're gonna re-roll again soon. <laughs> <laughs> again, I think it's mostly. DM preference and like how they want to uh, play that type of game mm-hmm. um, but in a actual like I guess competitive sense quote unquote uh, I took a lot of feats on Ross and even like the other character the, the Poisoner mm-hmm. that in retrospect any sort of combat we actually got into was just horrible because I expect both of those characters really really poorly and one of them is because I thought it was funny that I could take off my hand and have it be like run around yeah. like cousin yeah. it yeah, or not cousin <laughs> it fucking hand thing thankfully you can do that even with a being a sorcerer so mm. and that's the thing it's like Pathfinder definitely lets you cross gaps that you can't in 5e and I really like and respect it for it but I also feel like the system as it feels like it was intended punishes you for not yeah for, yeah. for having fun instead of uh, having wins. Well, as as intended, like you, you can't really go wrong in like five E and modern systems, which I think why it is is yeah. why it's a little bit simpler to play in Pathfinder Two. That is why it's appealing. Yeah, right? like so, so, it, it's it's just easy to get into. It's easy to like make a character role play and then still have an optimal character for like the gameplay. It's been a weird surge of like tabletop since I started playing, which yeah. is I mean maybe it's just I've noticed it more because that's what happens. Well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot of the D&D podcasts really helped people realize, oh, I can just play it and be social about it, because a yeah. lot of people are really interested in it. Oh, it's not actually that stupid nerd game. It's actually, I mean, it's still a stupid nerd game, but it's more fun than that. Well, yeah, you can also play it like a like a social game. It's, it's, there, Dungeons and Dragons and Tabletops in general are just a multifaceted, like, tool to talk to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Before I even played D&D, like, I used to... God forbid, going guy online and write role playing stories with many other people. So I was I, there. I know. <coughs> yep, Varicane Aquil. Still on my friends list. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the meme in my head. It was like the woman crying, pointing while her friend holds her back, and it's the Varicane Aquil, and the cat's hissing, saying, For Aquil. For Aquil, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, okay. We gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, my throat hurts.